on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself. And launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute. And they are dancing now, the Blues. Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Lockie, joined as always by my good mate, Ian. Feels Mate, absolutely good. nailed that intro. <laughs> that was first take. Uh, it feels very good to be in control for once. And the reason for that is today we'll be putting our resident draft guru, Ian, under the microscope ahead of the AFL draft next week. But firstly, how have you been, mate? Mate, I am good. And it's good to see you taking over the, the hosting duties in Feels this right. one. Although I, I wouldn't say that I'm a draft guru. And I, I do want to I do want to touch on this because I feel like <laughs> everyone starting um, these sort of draft previews and whatnot, everyone's an expert. I'd like to say that I don't believe I'm an expert. I'd like to just say I'm a bit informed. Like I've followed basically this year all of these players been able to watch a lot of games probably watched more under 18 stuff than than actual just afl games this season so i know a bit about them but the talent identification and being able to to know what translates and being able to you know identify that talent maybe that's not where my strong suit is that's why i'm not a recruiter which is why i won't say i'm an expert i'm not going to maybe find the hidden gem but i am informed and hopefully i can give a little bit um, of information on all of these guys to let you know, guys, we may be selecting, but yes, yeah, so I'm very good, lucky, and I hope you're the same. <laughs> as humble and modest as ever, mate. And don't worry, I only hold you as a guru in in my eyes. Well, I'm coming from the base <laughs> of I couldn't tell you the first thing about these draftees that we're going to be looking at. So I'm very excited to pick your brain and and see where you think this thing's going to go. In only a week, it's come around quickly. Mm, Should we get into some... it? Yes, let's get straight into it. I think the thing that I'm most excited about is that juicy first round selection that we have. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, how the top 10 is is shaping mm. up and, you know, who you think is most likely going to end up um, as a blue bagger and then kind of who who is it that you're hoping maybe slides through or who's the guy you've got your eye on? Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I mean, I've tried to put together like mock drafts, phantom drafts, whatever you want to call them, trying to see like what other teams above us kind of need to see how it will all float. And mm. like, it's, it's going to be interesting. There's definitely a few teams that it's going to be a weird one to see who they take. Like Essendon could go anywhere. Same for Gold Coast. Um, mm. Same. And, and then from that follow on effect, that's where it can really change. Like West Coast and St. Kilda's pick before us. You just don't know who these clubs are going to select. If someone takes someone that they're maybe not expecting uh, but probably like to, to start off with really the main player that I think most Carlton supporters have been eyeing off is, um, and let me get this up. If you're on YouTube, I'm getting some graphics up here. Oh, here we it go. Is, it is Oliver Hollands, who is Ollie. 184 centimetres. He's a midfielder, plays a bit of wing as well from the Murray Bush Rangers. His real sort of draft range is probably around that sort of 10 to 20 and mm. he's someone that I think a lot have spoken about. I think if you're looking at Carlton's needs, 
we're needing that pace. We're needing a winger, someone that can be that outside run. If you're looking at our midfield currently, we've probably got those inside players. It's now looking for that outside. And look, Oliver Hollands, he's the mm. best two-ray runner in the draft. He won the 2K time trial at the Combine. He, his endurance just allows him to cover the ground, whether he sort of pushes forward with the ball in hand to set up the play on the outside or to whether, whether that's to, to drop back in defense to cover, um, which is really that profile of the elite wingman in the AFL these days. He's really high pressure. He loves to chase, loves to tackle. And he is really good on the outside when he plays that wing role, but at times he has shown that he can go in and win his own football and, and be that spark kind of, and I hate comparisons. Mm. I'm really just going to do it for more maybe Carlton players, not as yeah. he is this player, but there's an element of him in that kind of like Zach Fisher mold where it goes in for a burst and and hopefully produces something on the outside. That's what we've seen him do. And like mm. he, if, you, if you're saying his downsides, he can lack a bit of physicality and some strength and his inside contested ball isn't amazing. But compared maybe to a, a Lockie O'Brien, his contested ball winning is better. And hmm. he, he definitely has that physicality in wanting to do it. It's just probably at times his body isn't, isn't there. So I think as, as far as that outside midfielder, he's probably the best that should be available at our selection. I don't think anyone will hmm. take him higher than our draft pick. Very interesting. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, that makes sense. It's, it's, the, it's what we need from a player like this where, you know, you could argue that we're not in dire need for a contested kind of guy. So if that's where mm. his deficiencies are, then it, it sounds like a winner. So you, you feel like there's a, there's a fair chance that he'll still be there for us. Yeah, really, as far as like things I've tried to read up and see what the experts out there are predicting who will select who, I think that there's enough talent above that mm. teams are probably either looking for key position players or real inside midfielders or midfielders can yeah. do a bit of both. I just don't think their need is there for really anyone for a, a Hollands. And I think it's probably us yeah. or doggies that, that probably take him. Love it. Love it. What else have you got? So the next guy is someone that I feel like every mock draft I've seen has had us taking him. And I <laughs> I don't feel like it's the greatest need, but the, the guy that to talk about is Jed Buslinger. He is mm. 196 centimeters. He's a key defender from East Perth. Draft range around that sort of 5 to, to 15. Potentially quite linked with a, a West Coast to have a couple of picks before us. And the, the big thing is, look, he, he's the best key defender in this draft. He, he reads the play incredibly well. He is that outstanding intercept defender. It's he, always composed as well when he's got the ball in hand. He makes pretty good decisions when he has it. He, he seems to know his limitations and know when to take the game on, know when to just take that simple option. He, he can lack a little bit in size, not height, but, you know, bit of that muscle. Um, and sometimes strength can be a bit of his, his weakness. But I think, you know, once he just develops that, he's a young kid. These guys can take a bit of time to fill out. And I, and I think that's with him. Once he's got that, he can play with a bit more strength and maybe not get as outbodied at times on, on these bigger, mature plays he'll cop in the AFL. But Look, yeah. his one-on-one -on -one work isn't bad by any stretch, and he's able to compete well, I think, with those mature players, but he's just really skinny. So that's probably one of his few drawbacks. And the other thing maybe is that he did miss the end of the year. He had some shoulder niggles throughout the year, and eventually they just said, look, you've shown enough. You're going to go high in the draft. 
Yeah. Go in for shoulder surgery. So that's maybe I know mm. we love our our injured defenders in particular. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think it should be anything to hopefully worry about. And as far as his defensive craft, as I said, he's definitely the best defender in, in this draft class. So if we're if we're looking to bolster that, I know a lot of outsiders think that that's a big weakness for us. Um, I think Jed Buslinger is that pick if he's available. Mm. So, yeah, so you, you mentioned that a lot of mock drafts that you've seen have us mm. taking him. Do you think that's just based on that difference in what people perceive our needs to be or just kind of, you know, do you think other people mm. think of it less as a needs basis and more just on the quality of the talent? It's probably a little bit of both, but probably leaning a little bit more towards need. They sort of saw our injuries yeah. last season and probably a fair few don't maybe see Lewis Young as being that nailed on other defender. Mm. And if you're looking at talent to, to pair up Weedering with a Buslinger, I think that's a, a perfect partnership, would work really well and you're really mm. shoring up that spine. So I do understand that, look, if he does fall to us, if, you know, St. Kilda don't want that other key defender, if West Coast don't take the local boy, then... Yep. He should be available at our pick. And does Nick Austin maybe go a little bit more best talent rather than 100% need and just really show up that position and, and maybe look mm. and ahead and think, look, we've got March Bank that we're hoping's going to be that player, but he's had some injuries. McGovern, same kind of thing and just go, yeah. just get him in. And if he, he becomes that superstar, you've always got, you can trade or you can find value elsewhere. So I think for that instance, it does make sense of it is still not a hundred percent nailed down position, whether that be that third tall or even maybe that one hundred percent second tall. And then yeah, he's available there. It'd be interesting to see what we do on draft night. Those two, him and Hollands, mm-hmm. are the two. I think I personally, I'm leaning a bit more towards Hollands because I think we're just mm-hmm. a little bit more desperate for that outside pace rather than just another key defender when depth wise we do have a fair few, but I guess it's the question of, do you have, you know, top 10 player on your list currently? Totally. Yeah. No, that I love that. Do you have some other guys that you think are first round options? Mm, Look, definitely got a couple. I think as far as maybe a couple that may slide to us, uh, if plays, if, other teams maybe don't select him. The first one that, that excites me, you may have heard his name. It's Bailey Humphrey. He's 185 centimeters, mid forward from Gippsland Power. Range again, that sort of five to ten, but he could go earlier, to be honest. It he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bolter, as they like to say. He <laughs> missed a bit of footy sort of at the start of the year, and then his second half was just unbelievable what he was able to do. And uh, like you look at teams and Essendon been linked, Gold Coast has been linked. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, anyone above us has a selection take him just because, look, he's, he's a he's a ball-winning midfielder first and foremost, so maybe he doesn't suit mm-hmm. that need as much, but he's really powerful in the contest and he sort of explodes away from stoppages, which maybe that's something we need. But then it's his forward craft that's that really exciting thing. It goes forwards. It kicks goals. Kicked 21 goals in 11 NAB League games with three four-goal hauls. He's strong in the air. Seems to always find the ball inside 50. He's one of those real X-factor players where wherever the whenever the ball goes in, he seems to be around it and getting chances at goals. He 
can be wasteful at times. I don't think he's always super composed inside 50. He can miss a fair few chances, which if anyone mm. saw the last um, under-18 championship game, he did blaze away and miss a fair few, which has been a bit of a tale with him this year, but he just gets so many opportunities. And because he's of ability to not only be in the midfield and dominate, but then go forward and dominate, he can take marks. He just has that game-winning ability, and it's probably a component that we maybe don't have that speed, explosiveness, mm. can go forward and kick goals that if you want just game-winning players that maybe can can play a bit of that half-forward role, can play in the midfield, can just sit in the forward line. He can sort of do everything and. As far as talent, like I rate him higher than a Hollands. I rate him higher than a Bustlinger, even though he's a different yeah. position. He slides to us. He's not maybe as much of a need as the other two, but talent-wise, I think he just he'd be so hard to pass up on. So damn juicy, and he is one that has, has made his way into my uh, my social media viewing. He's he popped up <laughs> with some highlights, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, there's something there. So that'd be exciting. Yeah, and he, he definitely could slide to us. He's someone that at the moment, I I, I would say 90% chance he's nowhere near us and our yep. selection. But you just never know on draft night whether someone else slides and that changes all the picks. And, and probably the other one that is in this bow mm. too, I am so high on this guy. Like I'll try and get my rankings up so I can tell you exactly where he's ranked currently. Uh, bear it. with me while I go through about seven different spreadsheets, but he's currently my fourth ranked player. A lot of people have him more towards mm. that nine and 10. So I may be a bit higher on him than others, but it okay. is Mateus Philippou. He is from South Australia. He is 190 centimeter mid forward. So a little bit similar to that sort of Bailey Humphrey from Woodville, West Torrens draft range is that sort of five to 15. And look, there's a chance he could slide to us. And look, he's a big-bodied midfielder, as I said, 190 centimetres. He wins his footy on the inside. But what excites me is his ability to go forward, maybe like a Humphrey, where he can use his height, use that athleticism to have an impact on the scoreboard. He's he's just so incredibly clean, silky around the contest. Like some of his pickups off the ground under pressure have just been immaculate. It's so silky. It excites me. And like particularly mm. there was one, I think it was against the allies in the under 18 champs where ball was like on the ground to be won in a contest, sprints in, picks it up, spins out of the contest, puts it on the boot, kicks a goal literally out of nothing. And I think that's why I'm excited about him because he has just, he's got that spark that he, it's that match winning ability that he can make something completely out of nothing. And he he's that I hate to say it, but like comparisons are made to like that Bontem Pally where he can play mid, go forward, mm. and has a bit more height than a Bailey Humphrey, maybe a bit more in that Crips mold, and like he has been a little bit I wouldn't say inconsistent, but I think why he's maybe lower on other people's draft boards is that maybe he's had some games where he's been outstanding, and then he's had some other games where he's been fine, and so maybe that yep. consi- consistency to a degree hasn't been there. But like he, he's strong in the contest, is that he wins his own football, but the ability to play dual position, I think, is an exciting prospect. Um, and I, I just see him as that match winner, and that's why I rate him higher. You look at some of the other midfielders that are just inside or just outside, maybe ranked higher above him. Mm. While they're good and they're going to be good footballers, 
I think this guy has that potential to win you a grand final because of that X factor about him. And that's why I think that if he does fall to us, maybe he's less of a need than a Bailey Humphrey. But mm. do you pass up on a guy that could just win you a game of football on his own genuine ability? It's a good sell. I think match winner and X factor are words that we've been throwing around since we started <laughs> this podcast. There's like, where do we find those guys? Mm. And I'm curious to hear why you are not, Oh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah. what what are you? Why are you against uh, people comparing draft draft potential draftees to kind of current players? It's just a really difficult thing because um, no player is like exactly like someone, and I, I feel like particularly yeah. in the media and fans, we tend to just go, "Oh, he's a clone of this player." This is exactly what we're getting when the comparisons mm. are more like there's a facet of his game that is similar to this. And I just think that comparisons can sometimes be pretty dangerous. And he, talking, being yep. um, fortunate to chat to a couple of people a bit more in the industry at times, they've just like some advice that I've gotten from higher ups is just like, don't make comparisons. It just <laughs> isn't the best thing to do. Like, and, and yeah. yeah, I think that's why. But as far as like a, a midfielder that can, can burst, can kind of has that clean skills and can go forward, it's that Bontempelli mold. Whether he gets yeah. to those heights, who knows? But I guess for a bit of a slight comparison, that's kind of why he's got those plaudits. And, and hearing this guy speak and from everything the media have kind of said in interviews and whatnot, he's apparently really, he's maybe rubbed teams a little bit the wrong way with his confidence. Some people maybe see it as a bit of arrogance, but like he got asked the question, like, are you the best player in the draft? Like, would you go pick one? And he's like, hell yeah. Like I'm the yeah. best. And some people maybe totally. don't like that, but Hearing, having um, heard him speak, uh, Pommy actually had an interview with him the other day. So check that mm. out, Pommy. And I was on YouTube. He mm. has that confidence, but it doesn't seem like just dumb arrogance. It seems like he just believes in himself and wants to get the best out of himself. And like, why would he not think that he could be the best player? He wants to live up to that potential. And that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. It's kind of that real competitiveness, I guess, in him. Yeah, totally. No, I love that. I think, yeah, you, you pick your times when to be modest and when to, mm. you know, talk yourself up. But that sounds like the context where you want someone mm. to be saying that they're the best. So mm. I don't hold that against them at all. That's yeah. an exciting one. And it's probably been something that we've spoken about, about Carlton is we want guys that take things on, take the moment, mm-hmm. want to be that guy that wins games. And if that's a quality you're after, I think Mateus definitely has that. Um, probably, look, the last player I have really in this, mold and again it can depend if other players maybe slide but i don't really have them mm. there this is definitely if all the players are gone and maybe we do want to go down that key defender path there's really only one other i would be selecting around this um and that is lewis hayes he is 199 centimeters is a key defender from eastern rangers little bit further down the pecking order draft range is a bit more that sort of 15 to 25 could go a little bit higher depending on mm. like positions and what teams kind of need. Uh, yep. But he's definitely the second best like defender in this draft. He's pretty close to bustling it, to be honest. I- I've always rated him pretty highly because I- I've tried to knowing I was going to do this video um, and podcast throughout the year. I was keeping up with all the rankings from anyone that would post them all across um, the internet, basically. 
and yep. trying to compare that to how I was rating people throughout the year. And I was higher on him throughout the year and slowly he's moved his way up to where I had him. So that's kind of a bit of acknowledgement for me. It made me feel good about my rankings, but <laughs> like he's a, he's a really good distributor and probably out of all the um, defenders, I think he uses it better than a bustlinger. Like really yep. good kick, really good decision maker. He's good at intercepting. He's good one-on-one. It's probably the the defensive and the the best of his game. I think that Buzzlinger has that. Um, but the distribution is probably where I see Lewis Hayes being a bit better. He's really dominated whenever the ball's been back there. I don't have many like issues with him. Again, you'd probably say strength is something. Um, but again, these young defenders, they don't have those bigger bodies yet. And that's really the only thing. But at 199 centimeters, you'd think that he'd be able to put that sort of weight on. But yeah, if yeah. we're after another defender and maybe bustling is gone and we're desperate for that position, Lewis Hayes is really the obvious choice, but it might be mm. that tiny bit of a reach of a pick. Does it make you feel like the dream is over when you see blokes born in 2004 <laughs> getting ready to be taken? It hurts. It's, it's, it feels weird it. seeing anyone honestly born in the year 2000 onwards. That kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, seeing that, wow. I'm like, yeah, am I, am I close to the grave? To be honest, it makes you feel really old, real quick. And we're not, we're not even that old, which is just the scary part. No, I think we may not play in the AFL, mate. I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming just to terms with it now as we do we'll this. Come, we'll, we'll get the comeback. We'll put the boots on this season and see if we can maybe get a mid-season yeah. call up. I reckon. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Well, that was a very exciting crop there, mate. Um, look, fingers crossed you've nailed one of those so we can you know, so. clip it and clip it and ship it and, and get some views on it. But they all sound exciting as well. So that's a good second part. Look, worst case, I'll, I'll tell and say another 20 players and hope that maybe just at least yeah. one of them <laughs> uh, is the guy who's been read out. But I think as far <laughs> as everything that has been said in the media, they tend to be pretty spot on, I feel, for Carlton over the past few years. The names that get linked tends to be yeah. one of those and mm. all of those are pretty exciting prospects and might be the last time that we have a pick this high in the draft hopefully going forward yeah so, good point let's get another star unless we can do a geelong and just absolutely you know, <laughs> trade back draft the team and, and get into the top <laughs> 10 but um I'd like that. cool shall we move on to our next pick which isn't a pick to scoff at currently in the mm. in the late 20s yeah, look, I think it's pick 29, which isn't a bad one to have a second rounder. Yeah, there's look, there's a, there's a lot of options. And the hardest thing from here is, one, just trying to evaluate who may be still available at this pick. And, and honestly, from here onwards, if all these players are already selected, I apologize. But it's the hardest thing to try and rank these guys and know so what's hard. going on. Top 10's a little bit easier. This is a bit harder. So I've tried to really look at, I guess need a little bit more for this because, I, again, I could rattle off 40 players that should be available around the 20 pick. But I've tried to go a bit more specific um, and, and just try to pick out a few guys that I've liked. So let's bring up this man here. He's got an unreal name, Max Brzezuski. Uh, he is 193 centimeters. He's basically a tall utility. He's played down mm. back. He's played up forward. From the Oakley Chargers, range that I've got him in, that others have got him in, he's kind of anywhere from 20 to 40. So there is a chance that he doesn't make it to us. But look, why I like him is he's 
he's got a lot of upside. And I know this term gets thrown around a lot, but he's not someone that's necessarily ready to go right now, but he's got all those raw attributes that people love. And he's incredibly versatile. Mm. As I said, he spent most of his time down back later in the year, sort of swung forward. And I think he has played a bit more forward in his junior career, but he can be that attacking threat. He can take a big grab, which in the last under 18 championship game took a massive screamer out of nowhere. And those little moments that I think have shown the upside where he can just use his athleticism to just, whether it's down back in his spoiling and intercepting or whether it's down forward, taking these massive marks, like he's got, he's got that leap. And as I said, Mm -hmm. like it's just, it's flashes. It's not been super, super consistent just yet. Um, But maybe that's down to him not being settled, I guess, in, in one position. And maybe that's hurt his development, but like, I think he's got some super upside. And if I'm looking at needs as well, I feel like we, maybe don't have a lot of that key forward depth, that sort of extra sure. guy that can be there. And he's not the tallest, but maybe we need a swing man. We need someone that can be that tall third intercept defender or whether he can be someone that can play forward if we have an injury. I, I don't mind having yeah. this. Swing and if you, if you want to fall in love with this guy even more as well, I've got something yeah, okay. for you because God, this just tells you everything about him. In the 2K time trial at the Combine, I don't know if you've heard this story, but he's actually hurt his time because he could have run that 2K and gone all the way to the end and impressed all the recruiters. He got right near the end, noticed Mm. Lewis Hayes that we've just spoken about, who had apparently collapsed multiple times throughout this 2K time trial. He'd gone too hard. He was on his hands and knees, and there was a video on Twitter of this, Lewis Hayes Mm. crawling to the finish line. Max goes... This man is in trouble. He stops, goes back, and helps him get over the line. Like, what, what a human being. He cared more about helping someone else out than his own bit of glory. And for me, that's better than getting an extra 30 seconds on your time trial. Sounds like that's the perfect pairing. If we if we end up landing with Hayes with our first, then <laughs> get him on. Pair the boys up. That's the that's the love story we need. Mm. But yeah, it's a, it's a different. It's maybe a little bit of a different position that we maybe don't hundred percent need. But again, I'm just looking at this second round pick. Like, how many second round picks always come on? Is it better to get someone with a bit more yeah. upside and versatility in this kind of position? He was someone that definitely stood out for me. For sure, and I mean, I think when we did our kind of list analysis episodes and kind of reflecting on them. I don't even really feel like there would be a, me personally, a disastrous type for us to be able to select. Like, Mm. it's not like you look at a position and you go, oh my God, we need to get rid of multiple players in this position, let alone take anyone. So I'm definitely not going to judge any any kind of types that that you suggest. And I think it goes back to what we kind of mentioned earlier where it's sometimes just going that talent because worst case, he develops really, really good, becomes an absolute superstar and whoever is taken over, you end up just getting value for them. Oh, it's exactly. never a bad thing if he, you know, I doubt it would happen, but if he pushes out a Harry Mackay, like that's not the worst thing ever because it means you've got a superstar. Yeah. I don't expect him to do that, but it's always no, a positive right. thing if he turns if he turns into an absolute gun. No, I like it, mate. I like it. What else you got? Hey, 
So I got another guy here. His name is Kobe Burgill. He is a bit more in vain of what we've been talking about. He's 183 yeah. centimeters. He's more that midfielder forward, um, playing for the Gippsland Power. Again, that sort of 20 to 40 draft range. He speed and versatility is this man's biggest attributes. And we've spoken about speed being something we need on the outside. That's why I've chosen this guy. I feel like he'll be gone before our pick because mm. others do rate him a bit higher. But if he falls to us, I think we get him because he's played primarily as a midfielder and impressed with his cleanliness around the stoppage and his burst of speed forward. Like, But he's having he has spent time um, down forward, particularly for Vic Country, where he's shown that he can go forward. He can be a bit more of that creative half forward that sets up teammates. And he does finish chances, but Love like it. he's not that sort of small... Goal kicking forward is a bit more of that high half forward that can push up in the ground. And look, sometimes they even experimented him down back and he held his own and was able to use his speed and skills to rebound. So it's interesting Mm. that he can kind of play everywhere. And I think he's probably, if he goes anywhere else, he's probably more suited to just a, a midfield role where he can pinch hit half forward. But if we get him, it's almost the reverse for me where he's that yeah, high okay. half forward that can pinch hit in the midfield just because of the other talent we've got around there. And he's just got a great ability to, to hit the ball with speed and hit the contest with speed and get that play moving, which is, I just think, an attribute that we're currently lacking. It mm. does, however, which maybe might hurt him a little bit, he does need to work on his disposal a bit under pressure. Sometimes he can kind of rush it a little bit. It's not to say that his skills aren't good because he can seem to hit targets, but there's just some times that he kind of gets it. And when he's got that speed behind him, he sort of just whacks it on the boot and, and hopes for the best. But that's probably something that with a bit of composure, a little bit more time, mm. he can hopefully develop. I wouldn't say he's a poor kick by any stretch. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope that that's the kind of thing that, that can develop with some years in the system. And we already have a few players that do that, if we're honest. So <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. he, he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't be alone. Mm. Um, but yeah, I found this pick a really hard one to, to look at because there is yeah. still talent there, but trying to find the exact need, uh, I'm struggling to nail anyone else really apart from those two that were perfect, but I'll mention a couple of others. One is Charlie Clark. He is 182 centimeters. He's a bit more of that general forward, like small forward, um, from Sandingham Dragons, that 20 to 40 range. Another one that I feel like may go before our selection, uh, but he's a bit more yeah. of a small forward. So maybe it doesn't fit our needs as we keep drafting these players. But again, mm. he's got that speed and a bit of an ability to pinch hit in the midfield. He definitely spent a bit more time in the second half of this season in the midfield and his pace and spread away from the contest was really good, um, which is why I think we can really utilize him maybe a bit more, even though he's got that really good forward craft and he, he seems to always know where the goals are, which again is maybe another thing we're always looking at, a guy that just gets yeah. the ball and immediately just wants to be that match winner and go for goals, which I think he does have. But I like the option of because he has got that speed, because he can play midfield, maybe a bit more of that high half forward, can play him anywhere. Can he be that small? Can he be that high half forward? He's got that versatility mm. to do it. And um, like he, he really, he's really tenacious. Like He loves to fight. He loves to chase, loves to tackle, loves to be in the contest as well, which is why right. some maybe see him being that pinch hit midfielder he really just works hard to want to win the football uh it can be look a little bit crazy at times when he's just hounding around packs but it, it is exciting and 
yeah, he's someone that probably is a bit more suited to, as I said, that that small forward role. But yeah. there's a talent there that can do a bit of everything. So it wouldn't surprise me if you just take a flyer on this guy because, mm. uh, you know, is our is our small forwards that – are they that perfect that you, that you can't improve on them? I'm not 100% sold just yet. Totally. And that's why I made that point before, like – if you looked at the depth charts, then probably the small forward may be the one that stands out where you mm. go, okay, this is this is the spot where it wouldn't make sense. But you're right. They're all young guys still. Um, always is a little bit older, but inexperienced. So in, in no way are they 100% locked in. So I like your thinking. I'm going to I'm gonna try and, and read your mind here because I'm yeah. thinking back to our depth charts. And I'm like, so what are some, what are some positions that we talked about? We mm. haven't talked about any Ruckman yet. Do oh. you have a Ruckman at all for us? And your face tells me that we don't. Oh, no, the, the, it's actually the opposite. My I'm next kidding. person I was going to bring up was a Ruckman here, mate. So I can't believe yes. that you've segued that perfectly. It is Harry Barnett because he is Has. actually um, scheduled to go around, honestly, these kind of picks. The 20 to 40 range, as I mentioned, West Coast have been someone that apparently may take him is 202 centimetres. Uh, 97 kilos from West Adelaide. Ooh. And look, he is the best Ruckman in this draft class. However, not to be too harsh on, on Big Harry, but in fairness, the competition this year in Ruckman isn't great. There's not a lot of other Ruckman in the draft pool. There's probably about one or two that may go quite late. So while there is no one else, he has been super impressive. Issue is, and we've said this, do we need another developing Ruckman, yeah. like he isn't someone that's really going to come in straight away and be that dominant guy with Murkov yeah. there with deconing. Is it the perfect position? I feel like we both want someone a bit older, but yeah, at his height, you know, and, and a bit of strength as well that he's got at the moment, he can really dominate in the ruck. He's shown that he's got some strong marking ability, particularly, I guess, throw floating around the ground, winning some contested marks. Doesn't really hit the scoreboard a lot, he isn't really that. Ruckman that goes forward. He's definitely a bit more that traditional Ruckman in a sense. Um, not that he's just like a tap. He can do stuff around the ground. Just doesn't go seem to go forward. Um, but yeah, definitely the best Ruckman in this draft class and should go around this pick. It should be interesting hmm. to see whether we, we actually chuck another young Ruckman onto this list. Well, I feel like that raises what in my head feels like an interesting question. I mean, you would have seen a lot of young Ruckman playing this year. So why why then is the you know the best Ruckman in the crop looking at going around that 30th pick? Where, where, why is there this, you know? Mm. Why is there no one higher? No, it, it's an interesting point. And I think that it probably just comes down to like the talent just wasn't there. Like there's... There's like mm. a Jackson Broadbent that um, might go quite late. And like the draft itself okay. just isn't very ruck heavy. Like there's not a lot <laughs> of ruckmen. There's not a lot of key forwards. Very intercept defender heavy. Um, like there's there's probably one guy that I haven't necessarily got like the full profile in front of me. Because um, yep. I just don't think it's a need necessarily. But I'm really high on an Isaac Keeler that could be available okay. around this selection. He's a bit more of like your forward ruck. Super athletic, really clean uh, below his knees, which is like the really exciting thing for me. Uh, I was at one of the under-18 championship games and I was hearing a couple of like player managers and things 
talk amongst themselves and hmm. heard one of them um, really mention Isaac Keeler being like, man, he's so impressive. Like he's the one that really surprised him. So wow. this guy could be something special who's meant to go around this mark, but like with the coning, maybe it doesn't fit that list need with an Isaac Keeler, even though I really like his attributes at being someone that can do a bit of both compared to a Barnett. That's just your straight Ruckman. But yeah, I just think the quality mm. of Rucks hasn't been amazing. It just comes down to talent. And I guess those that are a bit smarter than me at this and being able to recognize this guy compared to Ruckman from the year before and the year before that, obviously there's just, a, he hasn't, I guess, dominated as much as you're maybe hoping, knowing yep. that the talent in the draft pool isn't, isn't as high. Fair enough. Very, very good explanation. All right, next player. I'm going to try and uh, see it again. I do not have this list in front of me, listeners, if you're cynical of my mind reading. Outside mid. You, I hate this. You're actually too good. I hate this. Oh, uh, I've got my, I know you. My neck, my, literally the next one was like, look at this. He's a wing forward. It oh. is Jackson Bins, 182 centimeters okay. from Danny Nong Stingrays. This guy really excited me, particularly late in the year. He's he's definitely below Hollands as uh, like one of the next best wingers, but he's probably as far as like hard running, two way running midfielders. He's probably the next best from Hollands, to be honest. Um, hmm. He has spent a lot of time forward as well, which has shown a bit of versatility of being able to kind of be that half forward, be that winger, do a bit of both, which probably complements something that we're looking for. He's got yeah. that speed. Um, and just that run that I think we lack. Downside, and it's a big downside, is oh, his no. kicking. It's his kicking. There's <laughs> a tendency to turn the ball over or, unfortunately, like he knows what he wants to do and the player will be there in the lead and he'll kick it near the player, but he doesn't <laughs> nail the player. It'll either be <laughs> to his feet or just a bit to the side. And I know we're a bit wayward in our kicking. We've got some players that we want to shore up the ball use. <laughs> At the moment, Jackson Bins is a little bit wayward, is a little bit all over the place with his disposal, but he just has no issues finding the ball. Like when he's in the forward line, when mm. he's on the wing, he just seems to be around it. He's got that explosiveness, that speed that he looks exciting and he can impact games with that outside run. Just lacks that bit of polish, which is why he's going in that second round. That's why he's not going to be that first round pick. He could even honestly float a lot further than like our draft pick. I tend to have him rated five to 10 draft picks higher than I've seen some others rate him at the moment. Um, love just because I love his, his speed. And I feel like he's got some good attributes that can be match winning ability, which is why I rate some guys higher. But yeah, it's just that yep. downside of his kicking that it's just, it hurts you. Feels like there's a bins pun in there too. Nothing's coming to mind, but there's, <laughs> there's probably something there. He needs to get some bins out there and start kicking the footies into him, I tell you. He needs to <laughs> line something up, uh, if, if that's your pun there. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty I'll much him. It. And there's kind of a, a similar-ish player. So if you want more outside, this is really another guy that he's probably rated, honestly, a bit further back. Like I've rated – like I've got bins in just my rankings at 38. So a little bit past our – 29 pick and the next guy i've got yep. at the next pick after that at 39 and it is let me get this graphic up almost forgot that for the viewers it is blake drury 176 centimeters 
that was a little bit, little bit short. Um, but he's that mid forward from the Oakley Chargers, and that is an absolute footy factory at the moment. They've got they're going to have a lot of kids drafted in in this year of 2022. And look, he's a really mm. he's a really solid high half forward that loves to push up and influence in the contest and get the ball moving forward. Real high work rate. And honestly, yep. tends like similarly to a bin, he always seems to find the football and be around it. He has been given some good chances in the midfield where, look, at times, honestly, and I'm not trying to just talk all these guys up, which I just will in fairness, but he has been close to best on even for a Vic Metro team that's had a Will Ashcroft in the midfield at times, like particularly wow, his game against the Allies. If you want to see the best of Blake Drury, go and watch that. It's on the AFL website. Like mm. just his ability to be involved in all the main scoring chains. He was the guy getting on the end of a lot of it. You know, Ashcroft and, and um, McKenzie were all around it. And he was that third one, adding that bit of speed, adding that bit of stuff on the outside. It was really exciting. And I was immediately like, hang on, who is this guy? And where's he come from? <laughs> and then unfortunately, he probably just didn't live up to that at all times. And again, maybe like a binge, he can sometimes struggle with his ball use at times it can sort of blaze away whether that's in front of goal mm. whether that's passing he lacks a bit of composure which is again why he falls down here and also falls down because of his height sometimes those smaller yeah, guys sure. maybe doesn't translate as well to an afl even though he's got some of those outside skills and then also i guess in his position if you're looking at the context of the draft like he's not that top elite mid that's got all of the perfect attributes he's not that mid-sized smaller forward that's going to be that tackle pressure kick goals out of everything he's not mm. that but i think he's got upside because he seemed to be like a, maybe like a he's a comparison a david cunningham where every time oh. he was involved it was a great scoring play or he was creating something and i feel mm. like he can, he can be a nice role player for a team and be that kind of connector that can explode away and create and score goals, but he does need to tidy up his skills. And I do worry a little bit about that height, but for a player at that kind of pick, probably reach, but at least he kind of fits that mold, I suppose. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. And feel free to keep the player comparisons coming because for an outsider <laughs> like me, whenever you slip one in there, I'm like, oh, yes, okay, sure. Mm. I'm visualizing it now. So that's a good one. Yeah. It's just interesting because he's had those moments where you look for those flashes and you're like, oh, shit, like, that was one of the best things I saw in this game. But then yeah. the rest of the game, maybe like a play like a Cunningham or others, yeah. you're like, that's great. It's it's not that he's disappeared, but he just hasn't shown it for that whole for that whole game. Um, but yeah, that's Love pretty much all I've got for our second round pick. It's it's as I said, it's a really tough one, and I'll probably missed whoever we end up drafting because they're just <laughs> who knows who's going to be oh. available there. But those are the guys that I think, as far as probably need if we're looking for that outside run i guess mainly or, or someone that can be in that forward line those are the, mm. those are the guys that are, are spotted up for us love it love it and i'll i'll bend with the listeners here we won't hold it against you if you know the players that we take aren't mentioned in this show we understand that there's so many <laughs> variables that go into this so oh yeah you know don't beat yourself up when uh you know you don't nail any of these it's fine <laughs> 100% so 49 is the number that we've yes. gotten right now, which may end up, you know, shifting around. But who knows where it's going to go? Who've got your eye on? Yeah, this is where it becomes, the rest of the draft becomes 
maybe a bit more fun for me because these later picks, we are big talkers on this where take a flyer on someone. Like, oh, honestly, let's be serious. Like, I'm going to talk all these players up and make them sound like the second coming of Wayne Carey or whoever, you know, Gary Ablett. But, like, there's obviously reasons they're going at this level and the amount of times a pick, what, 49 becomes a superstar or even stays on a list for four years, probably not super high. I feel like we need to do a full thesis on this and find out the probability of it. But there's still a chance that some of these guys can become some really solid role players for it and maybe even better. So yep. let's let's go through a couple and try to find a bit of value at this pick. So the first guy I want to talk about, let me find his little card here. It is James Van Ez. He Great name. He's 197 centimeters. He's a key defender from the GWV Rebels. Um, he's really athletic, super, super athletic. Another one of these intercept defenders. So if we haven't nailed this position and we still want a key defender, I feel like as a late pick, he is someone that has attributes that can be upside. And, and you know, mm. he came. This is these are, these are the things to get excited about for a guy that could be pick forty nine in the combine. <laughs> first in the vertical jump, first in the running vertical jump, fourth in the twenty meter sprint. Hmm. So he's another one of these guys that like raw traits. You're yeah. looking and going. There's something here if you can get it all together and. He's someone that uses strength quite a bit as a weapon, really, to nullify his opponents. He doesn't tend to lose a lot of one-on-ones. Um, mm. He can get a little bit beaten on the ground, which is a bit of his issue. And look, his distribution okay. isn't isn't like the best user of the ball. Maybe like Lewis Young-esque in like, he's not perfect, but he's fine. It's it's not, that's <laughs> why he's not going in the first round draft in the draft is not that beautiful user, but he's okay. And like, he does maybe need to create a bit more separation at times from his opponent to be able to get, get more opportunities to intercept. Um, yep. Cause he's got those attributes, but if it, it sometimes you don't see it translate. Like I was surprised that he was fourth in the 20 meter sprint. I didn't necessarily mm. look at him and go, man, this guy's explosive. Um, but when he's in the air, like one-on-one and whatnot, like he looks good. He reads it really well, uses his body smartly. And the tough part of him is there's so many good key defenders and intercept defenders in this draft that like he's just going to fall down and he's maybe not better than all of them. But like if we want to bolt, as I said, if we want to bolster our defensive stocks and we don't yeah. want to use that early pick, not a bad option, honestly, late. I think he's got enough there that, as I said, there's some upside to him. He's not just, oh, he'll be fine at what he is now. You're hoping yeah. that there's room to improve. Took the words right out of my mouth, mate. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm excited for with these picks. We mm. want to see where that rogue upside could be. So that's a good mm. one. Yeah. Um, next one is a little bit of a different player, and I haven't seen a lot of people talk about him, but he's one of those weird players that, for whatever reason, I've liked when I've watched him play, and he's around this range, so I'm going to talk like about it. him. It's Nick Sadler. He is 180 centimetres. Uh, he's a midfielder from Sturt in South Australia. Um, let me get my notes up on him because I'm all over the place. But, look, he, as I said, he's a player that has stood out for me this year. He's super clean. Um Honestly, with his hands and uses the ball really, really well in open play. 
Yeah, it has a bit of speed, and as time sort of explodes through. I know there was one passage in um, his game against, I think it was Vic Metro um, down at GMHBA Stadium, where there was just yep. balls out there on the wing, and all of a sudden he just sprints through, collects it, runs through them all, uses it well, hits a target, creates an, a shot on goal. And for me, when I'm watching those games, like I'm looking for the moments of show me that you're above the others around you. Like you can get all these possessions, but show me something that others can't do. And and for me, that speed and like ball use, that's what he is. He's so good at that. And like his downfall is just his size at 180 centimeters. And isn't that super inside contested player, which again, maybe something that doesn't translate well to AFL and he hmm. may struggle to be that midfielder, which is why I think he could maybe be maybe a bit more of a half forward and, and use that skill set to to be that guy that sets it up um, rather and maybe pinch it rather than just be that midfielder. Because hmm. at, at times, like he has impacted the scoreboard, which is kind of why I like him as that half forward. Because like when we've looked at yeah. maybe not positional needs, but things that we need, it's like speed and ball use. And totally. he sort of ticks those boxes, which is which is why I like him. I really like that. And I mean, for me, you may have a different view on this. I'm not expecting a guy that we take into this spot to have the impact next year, yeah. at least. So, you know, with that picking for position piece as well, you never know who's going to, you know, what's going to change a year mm. or two from now. So I think that's a, that's a good one. Mm. Awesome. So next one is... Got a great name, this one. It is Jason Gilby. He's 191 centimetres. Bit of a big boy. He plays sort of rebound, intercept, defender, but also wing. He's sort of this weird utility to kind of play anywhere (laughs) from the Bendigo Pioneers. Um, Again, that kind of range is around that sort of 40 plus. He sort of fluctuated a little bit. Um, But yeah, at at 190 centimetres, he just offers a lot of versatility. It's another one of these real hard endurance runners. Um, he actually tied the um, 2K time trial. So he's he's got something about him. And he really works hard, again, to just cover that ground. As I said, can play as that tall winger that seems to be that in vogue position. He's got that long penetrating kick, which is quite exciting as well. Really breaks the play open. Um, although, look, to be honest, and again, it's why he's rated down. It's not always as efficient. Sometimes he does just boot it out there. But... Mm. Like as a re- as that sort of rebound defender that can kind of intercept as well at his height. Like you never know if he's going to sort of keep growing. Who knows? But yeah, he's an interesting one because he's got that hard running that I think we're kind of looking for and mm. can play that multitude of positions, which is exciting. And like again, he's not that inside player that's super strong and contested. He's that outside player. But yep. yeah, the, the versatility is what kind of excites me at one of these later picks. Great, great. I got nothing to add to Jace. Great name. Mm. Happy lock. <laughs> Perfect. And now this is this is someone I'm very interested to talk about for a couple of things that you'll you'll hear when I when I mention them. His name is Luke Teal, 189 centimeters. Uh, mm-hmm. he is a general defender. And I know what you're thinking. We don't need more defenders. What are we you talking that, about? Either. I don't need a small-ish, not 100% tall defender. What are you doing? 
but he's from the Oakley Chargers, so that maybe excites you a little bit more. But let me yep. talk about him, and I'll explain it here because this guy, if you're looking for his attributes, elite kicking and distribution is Luke Teal to a T. Say and can, Okay, I'll just stop talking. That's the podcast. We'll wrap it <laughs> up there. Me. No, but this guy, you talk about your rebounding defenders and your pacey guys. He's not really that, even though he's got the kicking. He's a bit more defensive than a lot of others in the draft, which is probably mm. why he falls down because clubs are like, if you're playing in defense, I want you to be a lockdown, interceptor, or pacey. It's not super pacey. But as I said, with the distribution, he's so smart with his skills. He's got them and his decision-making is great, which is then, I guess, effective when rebounding. And look, sometimes mm. he can struggle a little bit with some bigger bodies because he is 189 centimeters sure. and he's missed the start of the, the season. He only played five games for Oakley and one for Vic Metro. So he maybe hasn't had that exposure, but this is, this is the key point. This is what I'll get to. I'll get to it now. Okay. If we want a plowman replacement, we want there. someone that can actually lock down as a midsize defender that can mm-hmm. go on those, those smalls and actually do it. This is that guy. Like he prefers to defend one-on-one rather than just be the pacey sad defender. But compared yep. to Plowman, who what's like what's Plowman's biggest thing that he's always said about him? He's always prone to one mistake <laughs> that just ruins the game. That's not this Never guy. Never heard anyone like, say that. You, <laughs> like like Luke Teal <laughs> uses the ball well and, and won't turn the ball over, which is why everyone hates Plowman. So it's an interesting mm-hmm. one, maybe not exactly a need, but as far as lockdown mid-sized small defenders, he is like the only one that I've seen in this draft class. So I think it's a, if you want that plowman replacement, so people can stop yelling at plow, lock him in. And we do not fall into that boat. We're the biggest no. plowman lovers ever, but <laughs> that was a good sell. And this is that's probably the first player where I'm like, I've felt a real connection. Mm. Luke feels like hey. one of us already, so maybe we're manifesting it. We like it. He's got a nice name as well, so that always yeah, helps. Good name. Um, I'll, I'll try and try and breeze through the next two because they're a little bit similar. Um, cool. So we will go this man here, Jaden Mega, I believe is how you pronounce that one. 185 centimeters, mid forward. From South Adelaide. So another one yeah. in this vein, which is why I've selected him and the next guy. This is a goal-kicking forward who can pinch hit in the midfield. He's solid overhead with his leap and always seems to know where the goals are. He doesn't necessarily accumulate in the midfield, which is why yep. he'd be going so late. Um, he's got the power, really, to honestly win the ball in the contest and that, again, speed and burst. He's that kind of player. And he kind of seems to have a bit of... I know X-Factor gets thrown around... But when he has the ball in the forward line, seems to make something happen. Like he always seems to kick a goal. And it seems weird to say he's a mid forward that struggles with outside polish. Like he isn't, even though he's got the, the, the sort of power and burst, he isn't really that like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to say he's got that explosiveness without saying he has pace. Like, hmm. but he doesn't. Like he, he struggles a little bit. Um, with his disposal by foot on the outside and being that distributor that way. But he's kind of that like high impact. I've got the ball and I'll try and make something happen. Um, and yeah, yeah it's, I guess being that high half forward at times, he struggled a little bit to find the ball on the outside and win that uncontested ball, maybe with his positioning. 
but he likes that contest and he can kick goals. So I feel like there could be something there, particularly with his marking, to be that sort of mid-sized forward that can win a yep. bit of his own pill. I like it. I'm not going to be speaking ill of anybody <laughs> here because when we take him, I want all positivity. So it's good. Perfect. And um, last guy at this pick I have is Noah Long. He is a little Shorty. bit smaller, 177 centimeters mid forward from Bendigo Pioneers. And as I said, he's another he's another player like a few on this list that lack a bit in size, but it's weird. He still sees his best attributes as that inside midfielder, similar to Jaden where outside maybe not always there, but for his size, he just loves to go in and win that contested ball. And for that reason, he might not make it in AFL because he's a bit smaller as that midfielder. But it's why maybe he works a bit more in that forward line. He's got that real ability to win the ground balls and sort of speed away from the stoppages, which makes me think he's more suited to that sort of crumbing small forward that can pinch it in the midfield. Um, but yeah, when he's played forward, he's been able to kick goals. And he, as I said, does well as a crummer even create some opportunities for his teammates. Um, but yeah, yep. it's just, again, ball use isn't perfect, a little bit small. Those are the downsides of a lot of these guys in this list, which is why they're 49. Yeah, But totally. there's some upside in being able to hit the scoreboard and win some pill, really, with, with a guy like this. We'll never say no to the scoreboard ticking over. Mm. Which, is, which is what I've sort of, I guess, manifested... In that pick 49 scope. Love it. Boy, oh boy. So that's got four, pick 49 covered? Yeah, that's pick 49 covered, which means we've got to one me, more. Yeah, that's the thing. So are you confident that we will be using a pick this late? Could not tell you, to be honest. Uh, uh, there's a big chance that we do. Big chance that's that we do. But well, I, I could see us easily just say, get our three and get out of there. But it feels yeah. weird that we haven't taken a lot of draft picks recently and maybe with a couple yep. of the players that could be available at this selection. Wouldn't surprise me if we take a punt at a few. So I'm going to get started Interesting. straight into one it. of them because the first two I'll talk about, good chance that we take them with pick 49 instead. These guys could fluctuate. They may not actually yep. make it to this pick. Um, which let me find out exactly what this pick is. It's 66, which is the issue because I've got the next two guys rated at 58 and 60. So they might not be there, huh. maybe worthwhile going them a bit earlier. But for the ease of things, I've got them at this position. And the first guy, right. you may recognize the name, but I can assure you it's a different guy. And that is Tom Scully because this oh, guy, he's 203 centimeters. <laughs> he's 203 centimeters. Um, and he's a key forward from West Adelaide. So a little bit different to the Tom Scully that you have grown to know. <laughs> Weirdly, the, the discussion of these two next players is so odd because this guy earlier in the year was literally top 10 rated in the draft, was going top 10. <laughs> he's ha he has all the raw elements sort of needed to become that gun key forward. He's got the height. He's mobile. He shows great in the air. Like he can just leap. He's got the big arms to clunk him. Issue is... Um, oh, sorry. And another positive, really accurate in front of goal as well. He's got a good set shot routine, doesn't miss many. He's booted 17 goals actually in the first seven games of the season, which is why everyone was like, holy shit, this guy's going to be unreal. However, hasn't really developed amazingly from what was expected throughout the year. He's a soccer convert. So 
and he played a bit more ruck last year. So yeah. he's, he's still kind of learning things a little bit. Um, struggled last year physicality in the ruck, which is why he moved into the forward line. And he's he's dominated when playing against those smaller bodies in the under-18s, but struggled a bit more against mature bodies and those probably with a bit more footy IQ against him. Like when he's come up against the better key defenders, he has struggled a little bit. But again, there's yeah. upside just because, you know, he's a bit yeah. skinny. He needs to put on some weight because let me get these guys weight up here. As I said, he's 200 and three centimeters. He's only 89 kilos. So he needs to oh. put on some size because he gets thrown around a little bit there and he doesn't use, he needs to get his footy smarts a little bit up there. Yeah. Because without <laughs> that physicality, he needs to find out how to move his body to, to outmark his opponents. And sometimes he can struggle to hold them. He seems to fumble a little bit because he struggles with that physicality. But if he can work on his footy smarts, put on some size, Again, those raw attributes are there, and you've seen mm. the ability of him kicking 17 goals in seven games. There's something there, but there's a lot that's yeah. not there, which is why he, he could go so late. <laughs> but you just never know what this kind of guy could do. Totally. That's why we're talking picks in the 60s. But that mm. sounds like the kind of guy that you could get pretty excited about. So mm. it's a good and, one. And I think team need, like we did the depth chart yeah. earlier in, in this sort of off-season. It's... Charlie, Harry, no one. Like it's TDK, kind of. It's Jack Silvani. That is incredibly bare. I think we've both agreed on saying that it'd be nice for us to have another key forward there, maybe develop another one. Mm -hmm. I think later in this draft is where you could do it with him. Um, Or the next guy that I've got here, whose name is Harry Lemmy. He's another. (laughs) Lemmy. It's it's an interesting one. Uh, I like it. He's 202 centimeters. It's key forward from West Adelaide. So they're brewing these guys from, from everywhere. And he, another yeah. guy, as I said, highly rated in the start of the year, fell away throughout the season. Um, had an incredible 2021, which saw him basically be one of the top draft picks earlier in the season. Really struggled to put it together. Struggled for consistency. Had some injuries. He's battled some illness. And maybe that has been the reason he hasn't had that strong footing Strengths really are his leading patterns and his football smart. So maybe the inverse of a Scully. Mm. The raw attributes aren't maybe as good, but he tends to play a little bit better. Um, it just okay. it's been a weird one watching him play. At times he he shows something, but he just looks like he doesn't have the confidence. I don't know what it is. I, I've heard some little murmurs around saying he's competitive. Pet, competitiveness hasn't been there, and that's been a factor in why. He just hasn't been as good this season. But Mm. he's got some sort of raw traits there, which could be a decent pickup. Like worst case, this guy, he's on the list for two years, doesn't do anything. But there's a chance that he becomes a handy key forward for you if you need him. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's a good one too. I can buy into that. Easy. So we'll, we'll change tact a little bit away from that and go some other guys here that maybe have a bit of upside. This man's name is Jake Walker, 184 centimeters, midfielder from Glenelg. He, he's, he's, it's an interesting one. Real free-flowing midfielder, loves to get the ball moving and uses sort of power to burst through. He's shown it. He can be super clean by hands. He isn't one that gets talked about a lot, missed some footy through injury and only played sort of the 10 games, 
But when he's played, he's shown, I guess, some really good signs. Definitely has a lot of development to go. He's not someone that is ready to go like straight away. And because of that lack of exposure is something probably why he's going a little bit later. But there's been times, particularly for sort of South Australian things, where you're like, oh, there's something something with this guy. Kind of like the Sadler that I spoke about. There's just those little moments that you see little glimpses of him bursting through and just using his strength and power to move. And you're going, God, if he could do that for the whole game, there's a player here. Which is yeah. which is why I sort of see the upside of that burst player that I think again, whether it's midfield high, half forward, that we're probably lacking a little bit in. Yep. Fantastic. That's a good one. Easy. And look, I've got a couple others, but this guy is probably another one of my hidden gems. And and if this guy becomes a, a oh. superstar, I'll call it. If he, if he doesn't ever play a game of football, you never heard it from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's what his energy is. <laughs> it's Archie Lovelock, which you you got to love this. I know we've talked about names a little bit. Greatest, one of the greatest names you'll ever hear. And I want this guy playing for Carlton. 178 centimeters. He's a forward mid from Glenelg. And look, this guy, mm-hmm. he lacks size, clearly. 178 centimeters. Makes the most of his touches, particularly in the forward line. He, he honestly really grabbed my attention in the under-18 championship games. There, there was one game in particular. It might have been against the Allies where, mate, mm. every time this guy got the ball, he was going to kick goal of the year. He was going to do something. It was like he was in absolute flow state. Things were just happening for him. And I was like, who is this guy? He's exciting. And look, he ended up winning the Alan Stewart medal, which is the best on in the under-18 Sandful grand final. Glenelg oh, won. He won the best on medal. And he's a real hard worker. He loves to chase and tackle. Seems to be pretty clean, honestly, with ball in hand as well. For his size, he seems to win and find a lot of it wherever he is. But that's mm-hmm. the issue. He's smaller. So what he does best as a midfielder, he probably can't do that in the AFL. Yeah. But but he but he's, he's still looked really good and I've loved his forward work. So I don't think that's too much of an issue. Like his tenacity and goal sense, I think you can carve out a, a nice role for him as that, whether it's small forward, whether it's forward mid. Like, this guy's my hidden gem. Like I don't see a lot of drawbacks. I don't know why a lot of other people haven't really spoken about him, but maybe that's it. Maybe my talent ID is garbage. Um, <laughs> Total I, I just, I just like his hard work and his spark. I feel like there's, there's something there. There's a bit of a skill set that he could maybe translate, but maybe it's just those physical attributes that people are going, this is good in under 18s and that's fine, but you just can't do that in the AFL. And again, that's where I'm saying my drawback is. And I'm very excited to, as I'm starting to try to cover a bit more of draft content, revisit these in a couple of years and be like, oh my oh, yeah. goodness, I've got them wrong or I've found some areas that I'm maybe <sighs> finding them. But again, what are you getting at this draft pick find someone that can play some good footy and win a best on in a grand final. That's not bad. I hope the listeners did write down that timestamp and are ready to look back <laughs> on this when Brown. Watch him not get drafted. Archie Lovelock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not even a real player. You've just, ma- you've, this is a test yeah. for me. You've just made up the game. <laughs> but like, That's honestly, cool. like the, some of the guys I'm probably going to name now, there's a chance they go rookie draft or undrafted. Yeah. So this may be, a position okay. where we don't take this guy now, but we take him in one of the other drafts. And another one of those cool. is Harry Cole. Let me find his name tag here. 
I don't have it, but I'll put that in post. That is a, that is a future <laughs> we do have to it. do. Forgot to make it. Um, but Harry Cole, he is 187 centimetres. He's a general forward from Claremont, so a WA boy. And mm-hmm. he's that real medium-sized forward. And, and look, he didn't feature a lot this year, so there's still a lot unknown, which I think is why he's really not spoken about a lot. But okay. he's someone that has that attribute we love. He has the eyes for goal and could develop into a nice little crafty forward. He's mm. really good at finding space inside 50. I swear a few games I saw for him representing WA, all of a sudden you're like, there he is. And he's got the ball in hand. And you're like, how does this guy just keep finding it inside 50? So I think that that's a really good thing for him. Tends to be a decent set shot, but still pretty raw. And there were bright spots. Struggle to probably put that consistency together. Downside really is... He is that mid-sized goal kicker, but he isn't that pacey small that tackles and crumbs. He isn't that mm. guy that's going to push higher up and influence in the midfield. He's just that. He's a middle-sized leading goal kicking forward, but he hasn't put on like 50, 60 goals. So people just go, he could be okay. He might not. And mm. I just think that if we want to, sh- to have a flyer at that goal kicking forward, because if you look at us, yeah. we've got, We've got Motlop as that X factor. Durden's the pressure. Always, we're probably not all sold on. We think someone else yep. is going to take that mantle. Jack Martin's been okay, but injury prone and hasn't shown the best. That mid-sized forward is up for grabs. Yep. Rookie pick, pick 60, whatever. Not a bad shout. Love it. Book it in. And then my last guy that I'll speak about in these late picks. He could genuinely go undrafted, this guy, but... No, that's what we want. ...is Darcy Edmonds. And this guy is 183 centimetres. He's just a winger. And this is why, he's from <laughs> Northern Knights, he, he's going to be an interesting one. Literally, late round flyer, <laughs> even rookie draft, may not get there. But if you mm-hmm. want a winger that is just a winger, he's going to run all day, he's going to stay <laughs> he's wide. Just, he's a straight-up winger. He's good by foot. That's him. Like, you want your comparison. It's Lockie O'Brien. He's not going to go in and get your contested ball. He's very skinny. He's not pacey, but he just runs the wing really well. Like, he always, when I watched him play um, for Vic Metro, he was just always out there creating an option, whether he was used or not. And so, like, that's why I liked him as that late round wing option if we maybe don't add another youngster there. If we go Jed Bustlinger mm. early, go some other positions, yep. he's literally just like, he will run that all day. And as I said, he isn't blessed with pace. He isn't physical. But if you want a simple winger that won't break the bank as far as draft picks, there's your guy. He was the best one for, for Vic Metro throughout the whole under-18 championships. Uses the ball well. I like it. Lockie O'Brien replacement. There you go. Straight up winger. There's just no other way to put it. <laughs> That's I it. Love it's it. simple stuff. I love it. Simple stuff. Well, mate, is that all the names you've got for me? Well, look, I've got a little bit more. Not necessarily this, and I know you. Just, I'm just going to keep rattling off guys, but probably one thing that we've spoken about a little bit. And sorry to hijack your hosting role here. No, this is what I need. But it was talking about the potential whispers of us trading up. And I'll yes. try to be quick with this because I know we're going a little bit late into no, this. No. But the big talk is that we want a pick past our first round before our second round. 
So mm-hmm. I've tried to take a bit of a look at who that could be, like what what picks we could get. Is it possible? Those picks Love that it. make sense at the moment, there's really two teams I see it being possible with. One is Sydney, who have 14 and 17. Do they want to use both of them? Probably, but there's a chance that they maybe only want one. Yep. Then you've got GWS, who have 15, 18, and 19. And they've got that earlier pick as well. So they're the one that, for me, seems super likely in... It would be smart if I was the list manager to trade either 18 or 19 for a future first rounder and load up your picks throughout the future drafts. And whether you throw Mm -hmm. in some late draft pick swaps, who cares? I think our future first for 18 or 19, because we're going to win the flag. I was just going to say, (laughs) makes perfect sense. 18 for 18. And then I, I, I had to do it. I had to talk about players that could be in this range if it happens, because I'd be kicking myself. Brilliant. If we didn't go into it, because you hear these murmurs about us wanting to trade back into the first round or, or sort of into that 15 to, to 25 range. And you're going, well, who is there that we're that excited about? So I, I picked yes. a couple of names that I think make sense. So let me find my cursor. Let's go. And mate, you didn't, you didn't hijack anything because this was my next segment <laughs> that I had planned. So, and this name is also about as exciting as this segment. So if, if this is who I think it is, unless there's, you know, many Hottons running around. Well, he is the son of former Carlton football. You may remember this man, um, I believe it was Trent Hotton that played a couple of games for Carlton yeah. back in the, the early 2000s, which was the peak period for us growing up. This man was was one of the, uh, the, the high hopes that we had that maybe didn't take it, but I think his son can. It is Ollie mm. Hotton. He's 182 centimetres. He's a mid forward from the Sandringham Dragons, which... It's really them and Oakley that are having like, I reckon, half this draft, to be honest. And he is, we've talked about mid, half forwards. It's, I feel like that's the word I've said so much. If you're doing a drinking game to it, you're plastered. <laughs> but he is probably the best high half forward midfielder in this draft. He doesn't necessarily accumulate, but he makes the most out of his touches and impacts games. Always hits Ooh. the ball with pace, speed away from the contest. Not a huge goal kicker. But when he's in space running forward, he always seems to nail them. He's got that dash across half forward towards goals. And he's just really clean with his disposal. He's shown throughout the year when he's pushed up and been given those midfield minutes that can influence the game and be really exciting. He was a little bit more of just that forward that does a little bit. But when exposed into that midfield later in the year, particularly um, for Vic Metro, people have been like, oh, who is this guy? And he's sort of risen up the draft boards. I was hoping he was going to be perfect for our second round pick, but he definitely won't be available there. Like Sydney, GWS, probably eyeing him with those picks. Um, And yeah, like he isn't the best contested player or the best small forward, general forward, but it's his ability to push up and be that influence impact per disposal player, which suits our needs perfectly, and he's the best one in the draft at that. Stop it. That, uh, yeah, look, I mean, not not a classic father-son, but I'm taking it. That's a, that's a father-son, and that's <laughs> always going to get me excited. So that makes me even more ready for a, a pick swap. There's blue in his blood, so get him over to the baggers. Uh, another Love one it. here. Suits a need. It is Braden George, 186 centimeters, more of that general forward from the Murray Bush Rangers. Yep. He is, I've said bests, he's the best general forward in this draft. 
We're wow. looking for that missing link in the forward line, the mid-sized goal kicker. Forget Harry Cole. This is definitely the man. It's Braden George. 185 centimetres. He has that explosive burst to sort of push off his opponents and work himself into space or off the lead. Like he's so good at that quick, short burst. And all the while, he's got the clean hands and ability to mark over the head. He partnered with that Love strong it. leap. He's just He's got athleticism everywhere. He's oozing it. And he's reliable in front of goal as well. He ended up with 19 goals in eight games. He had two three-goal games, one five-goal game, and a six-goal oh, yeah. game. Like, he has that ability to just <laughs> explode and be that match winner. Real sharpshooter who would fit into our forward line well. Downside. Wow. This guy would probably be a top 10 pick if he played all his games this season. But he's been a bit unlucky. Uh, we speak about injuries, but I feel like this is more... Hmm luck than anything else or bad luck injured both knees at different stages this year Torres meniscus early ish into the season missed 10 weeks mm. had some surgery comes back plays two games i think one of those was the five or six goal game and then does his other knee does his acl just so unlucky yeah. and that's pushed him further back because we haven't seen him probably enough but what we've seen has been unbelievable at times and mm. would have loved to have been able to see a bit more of him in the midfield, see if he can be that guy who, cause he uses it so well and he's got that little quick burst, whether he can translate that into the midfield just didn't see yep. it because the injuries. So he, he's someone that will float a little bit further back. Cause I feel like teams maybe don't always look for that just marking middle size forward, but hmm. match winner all about him. He could have that potential to do some crazy things because he can kick those six goals a game. Great. Gosh, you've uh, you've worked on these pitches well, mate. There hasn't been a guy that you've talked about that hasn't got me excited. So, Braden, I'll take him as well. <laughs> That's the aim. And, and it's a lot easier with these guys that might go a bit higher. Honestly, that first <laughs> yeah. two rounds is where I'm excited by a lot. But we yep. know not all of them come on and there's going to be reasons for that. But if you're looking for the positives, that's what I'm here to try to bring in. There's two more players that I'll that. mention and I'll go through them nice and quickly. The next one is one of my favorites. Maybe it doesn't suit a need, but I just need mm. to talk about him. It is Lachlan Cowan. So oh. you'll, love, you'll love getting a Lachlan across. I know we've already got a couple in oh, the no. team. 187 centimeters, a defender, but he can also play a bit of midfield, a bit of wing, to be honest, which is where maybe cool. I'm shoehorning him in. From the Tassie Devils, which you absolutely love to see. Oh, we do love that. I love him. I need a love. Last year, the player I probably fell in love with in the draft was Darcy Wilmot as a bit of a rebounding defender. And I feel like everyone's now fallen in love with him at Brisbane. This yes. year, Lachlan Cowan. So my track record on that so far, small sample size. One from Pretty one. good, I will say. Uh, <laughs> now, while we don't, as I mentioned, don't, maybe don't need that rebounding halfback, I just love this guy's skill set. And you could push him maybe more into a wing role um, or potentially he could do a bit of both, play a bit of halfback, allow Doc to float into that midfield if needed. This guy, consistency is everything. Every single game I saw him play impressed me. I never saw him really do anything wrong. It was just constantly mm. providing good stuff. He, he's super accurate and he's got that long long boot. Him and um, Jason Gilby, I mentioned for the allies, but kind of tandem running off that halfback and wing at times. But this mm. guy was definitely that step above, particularly with that ball use. And he, he just loves to have the ball in hand, take the game on. He's quite attacking, 
good. If you need him to defend, he's shown he can do that as well and be accountable, run back in that two-way running. But also that other reason I love him is apparently just leadership. He's been captain of multiple teams. Ooh, yeah. And it's those little things you hear. It's, again, not something I know heaps about. I'm not in the inside walls. But you, you talk about those little things that we're looking for, and it's the leadership. It's that wanting to drive for success. Totally. He ticks all those boxes. Like he could be a future captain of a team because of everything that's spoken about his leadership. Mm. And I think that with his running, with his foot skills, even though he's probably more suited to a halfback, why not just bring in talent and go for it and see if you can play on that wing? Go for him. Far out, mate. <laughs> Far out. That is sold me as well. So I think you said that you've got another name one or more. two. So that's going to be more. one more. That's I feel bad for this bloke because that was a, <laughs> a pretty damn good sell. So good luck. Yeah, it's hard when I fall in love with a guy like that, and uh, then you then you come up. And but nothing against him. It is Ed Allen, 194 centimeters. He's a tall Ed. utility. It's an interesting, very interesting player. Uh, from Claremont, draft range, honestly, this guy, this is dumb, 8 to 30. Could wow. go as high as West Coast's pick 8. Could go later. Who actually knows? He's really interesting prospect. <laughs> He's the bolter of the draft, if you want to use that term. 194 centimeters. He can play a lot of positions. And he's shown quite a lot, weirdly, on a wing. Um which he uses his pace, honestly, quite a lot to, to win a lot of the uncontested ball. Um, and he, he's really good disposing. And you'll love this little fun fact. He can kick on either side of his foot. He is a dual-footed <laughs> player. He, he's almost as good Never on his it. oppo as he is on his main, which is just it, it's great to see. And he won the 20-meter sprint at the combine as well, which is quite impressive for a guy with his height, which, is, again, he's got those athletic traits that these AFL clubs love, which is again why he fluctuates. Um, and with his height, could he be swung back and be this intercepting or just rebounding defender? Potentially. Could he just find mm. himself being a winger, big-bodied midfielder? Who knows? Like This guy could be anything, and we probably haven't seen enough of him in one spot because he struggled a little bit with opportunities early, wasn't really getting selected, and then burst on late, and everyone went, Holy shit, you idiots. Why weren't we seeing this guy all year? And yeah, I think West Coast are very heavy into him. They've got a couple of picks, eight, and I think one in the 20s. So it could go anywhere there. But one of those exciting talents that if you want to trade up and just get prospect that could be any position, anything, is an exciting one. But yeah, he's just so unknown quantity, but there's upside for sure. And you like him so much that you've cropped in our Clash logo from <laughs> 11 years ago or whatever it was. The beautiful gold. The yellow Liv, Livestrong. Uh, gee, that's that's aged well, big Lance Armstrong. Uh, get that sponsorship deal going. If I'm correct, we beat did we beat Frio wearing that one? See, this, I think you're right. That's a memory ingrained in me. Oh, but yes, it's uh, fact-checking. Fact-check for me, but it, it is nice to see some clubs around Australia just steal our logo and uh, keep that on their lovely jumpers. Yeah, well, it was it was a big winner, so I don't blame them. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you didn't do Ed any disservice there, mate. That, um, that was a very good rap. 
Perfect. Yeah, gee whiz. Wasn't that just a beautiful jersey? I'm just looking at them now. <laughs> we got one with Bring back Cade, the gold. With Cade wearing it. Oh, boy. What a time to be alive. One nearer. One nearer. <laughs> but, yeah, Mate. look, that's that's all of them. I, I mean, I as I said, I, I followed yeah. this whole thing. I have rankings all the way to 70. So I could spend the next six hours <laughs> going through every single player in this draft telling you the ups and downs. But I've tried to condense it into an hour and a half-ish of enough players that I feel fit us um, or guys that I just like around our picks. But, I mean, let me know. Yep. I feel like I haven't thrown this out to you guys enough because I know a bunch of you guys will be following the draft. Let me know in the yep. comments who you like for these picks. If you like any of the guys I've spoken about, go and watch some of their, their footage. Let me know who you want us to select because the draft is always fun because – Unlike the necessarily the trade where you kind of know the player you're going to get, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a surprise the draft. You never know if you're going to find the next hidden gem, and I just love looking at the next generation coming through. Who is the next superstar? Love it, love it. The comments are open, and I'm going to volunteer your DMs is open as well. That if, if people want to give you a hot take, then uh, then to do it. So great job, mate. We have run long, but I had one more question that I had yeah. pegged down because. I, uh, you know, not necessarily can't relate. Maybe it is, but I, I want to get your take so that we can clip this in. What will it be? About ten months when the rising star is named. Oh. Is there a guy? Well, there there must be a guy. But yeah. who would you be putting your name to as the rising star winner for next mm. year out of this crop? It, it's so hard to go past Ashcroft. Very generic yeah. answer. Because just throughout the season, he's been so far and away the best. Like the only thing that gets like is the knock is like his two-way running necessarily. But it's like, mate, when you're winning that much ball and doing everything your team needs, someone else mm. can do the chasing and tackling. He's just so silky. He's got the burst. He uses it well. He's got that yep. Sam Walsh literally will end up being every single place at all times across <laughs> the field. You're like, you were just there. How have you won the ball? Like he, he's a genuine superstar. Yeah. If I'm going to put a couple of Smokies out there. You must there, have a value pick love, for us. I say value, but he's my second rated player. And it's Harry Sheasel, <laughs> who is like, okay. he's, oh, I just, I, I love this guy. He's honestly perfect for us. I think, I, I think I might have, I might have lied to me. I said Braden George is the best, like medium sized forward. Harry Sheasel's the best medium sized forward. I've completely forgotten okay. about him. He is just goal kicking machine, something out of nothing, but has started to kind of, go into the midfield a little bit throughout the season and show he can do a bit there, be that high R forward, be whatever. Harry Sheasel is superstar. Literally, you talk about like your Toby Greens and those match-winning smallish mid-sized forwards that can do it all, that's him. And if he's able to hit the ground running early, Harry Sheasel, he's just like the the human highlight reel is what Sheasel is. Fantastic. I'll be... uh... Jumping on the SB when the odds are out there. I doubt that they're out there yet. Would they be? No, once they're drafted. Who knows? And uh, I'll go for Harry. Go for it. Feels mate. weird hosting. Now it's, it's my duty <laughs> to wrap things up. Are you you're happy with where we've landed with that? You got anything else that you want to add as we prepare one week out? No, look, I just got to say, uh, mate, you've done an incredible job here. It's nice to be on the other end. You've nailed the hosting duties. It might be hard to get them back. I have liked sitting back and just answering the questions. I didn't have to prepare a run sheet. 
just had to write a little bit on these draftees, which I absolutely loved. Lockie, you've, you've nailed it. Oh, stop it. You're making me blush. And I mean, it, it is nice. It is nice being in that position, but also it's good to be able to throw you under the bus with some questions that you haven't uh, prepared, that I hadn't prepared you for, which I'm normally the culprit of. So I think with that, I'm going to throw you under the bus. I've said so many oh, names. No. Out of everyone I've said, if you would like us to draft one player at any pick, <laughs> who would it be out of all the ones that I've suggested? Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, I guess it's Ashcroft then. We're at like, what, 60? <laughs> I think um, oh, it's hard because I, and I called it out because I said this was one of the guys that for some reason I just am seeing clips of him all the time. Um, but if, if mm. there was a way that Bailey Humphrey managed to get to us, yeah. With that first round oh. pick, I think that would be pretty insane. Like you just, you know, everything yeah. you covered, I think that would be a very exciting one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Oliver Hollands. Is gonna be our man. You, you've, you've yeah. spoken it into existence. So I'm gonna back you up, and I'm gonna say that Ollie's our guy. Yeah, no, absolutely love it, and uh, feel free to send us off now, Lockie. You've done a great job. People, if you are still listening, you are our favorites. Please. Follow us at Navy Blue Corner, Instagram, Twitter. I made a TikTok this morning. We're going to be posting on there soon. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you all next time.